You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can contact the show via Twitter at ShortShiftPod. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. It's Boston Hockey Talk with your hosts, Thomas Nystrom and Andrew Johnson. Enjoy the show. everybody we are back another episode of short shift podcast this is your host thomas nystrom and i've got andrew johnson with me we'll actually be joined momentarily by another bng crew member uh, from the puck lines podcast mr andrew taverna uh, we'll bring him in, in just a minute here but quickly we're two games in to this series and uh, obviously two very different games game one was amazing great energy um game two it was definitely energy in that arena, uh, but one thing that we're definitely going to touch on, especially when we bring in Taverna here, is uh, it it definitely felt like the, the refereeing uh, took a good amount of energy out of that arena. And uh, poor play. I don't think the Bruins played anywhere close to what they should have been playing in Game Two. But I think it's I think it can be both things. I think they both contributed to a game two loss. But just before we started recording here, uh, you said that you didn't feel as bad as you might expect. Like, what, what are your thoughts this morning now that you've had a night to sleep on? We're in the exact same, same situation that we were uh, after game two of the Cap series. We lost a game on a game that was pretty mu- that was pretty much one of our worst efforts in weeks, and still managed to bring it into overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where we were, we were able to come back, solve, solve, solve our lom off and the neutral zone slog, um, that the Islanders had put up after going up two goals. The power plays were what they were. The, the, the calls were what they were. The refereeing was what it was, but even after losing on a really weird fluky, you can call it a fluke play, a bad play by Lazan and a, and a breakaway. Like I'm not overly concerned right now. I still, I'm still on the Bruins in six train. I will say that I hope watching a game like that will kind of quell the, uh, Oh, the Bruins are going to breeze right by the Islanders that they have advantages in every way. Cause Trot's going to trots. This team, this team is going to run through a wall. This team is going to give max effort every single game. And that stuff like that is going to happen. And you create your own luck like that. Yep. So, but Sometimes you need a game like this to mm-hmm. not only kind of wake up the team, wake up the coaching, wake up whoever, uh, from a Bruins standpoint, but also the fan base. I think you're, I think you're onto something there. Uh, that, that segment of the Bruins fandom, that thought that the Islanders would just be a pushover is at least aware now that 
this can become a series very quickly because Mm -hmm. we are now tied Mm 1-1. I do think that the Bruins are still the better team. I think they played like the better team so well in the first uh, first game Mm -hmm. and uh, at at times in game two. But You could say like the entire first period and maybe the second half of the third. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. In the second half of the third is very much the Bruins period historically this season anyways, but. Mm -hmm. um, They've been doing that all year. (laughs) Yeah, it's all, all year. All year, but I don't. I don't think by any stretch either team is is light years above what the other is. So I think that's important. One hundred percent agree with that. Yes. All right. Let's go ahead and bring in Andrew. Uh, very excited to have him. And just as a heads up, so not only are we going to bring in Andrew Taverna uh, to talk some some bees Islanders with us, uh, we also had an interview just hours after Game One with Steve Forney, who is the PA announcer for the Boston Bruins, just to discuss the energy. So the next half hour may be a little bit down, a little bit pessimistic as we break down what we saw in game two. We'll put a positive spin back on this fan base before game three. All right. Well, make a comment about the refs not having, you know, anything. To, <laughs> never mind. No. Okay. All right. Let's start with that, <laughs> shall we? <sighs> so I'm issuing a public mea culpa to that. I think what I should have said was I didn't have as much of an issue with the way that the game was called as much as the Bruins play in the period. That's and that probably was- where I should have gone. Just mm-hmm. to preface it, uh, Andrew put out a tweet last night saying that he didn't think that the refs were an issue. And that was before he actually caught up to where we all were and, uh, and saw that some of those calls were quite egregious and was immediately trying to take it. <laughs> but it was, but yeah, no, it was the fact that you're going to get called out for it, man. You gotta, you gotta think before you tweet brother. <laughs> yeah. But I got called out. I got rightfully called out on it. And that was before that. I realized that the um, Richie, Pelic situation was matching minors. After that, I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, maybe maybe I need to like pull back on this one a little bit." But my issue wasn't with as much with the refs. Yeah, sure, could they work? There were some questionable calls. Then it was with how not great that they look. How not great they looked. So let me tell you why I had an issue with the officiating. It's not necessarily even the one game, right? So. As somebody who's ah, okay. fairly, cumulative effect. Okay. Fa- fairly heavily into sports betting and sports <laughs> no. betting specifically on this league, until this league gets this shit straightened out. Sorry, am I allowed to swear? Uh, yeah, uh, quite a bit. Okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and until this league gets that shit straightened out, nobody's going to put real money on it. Right? Like the, the mm-hmm. lines don't move before a lot of games because people don't want to bet on a game where mm-hmm. the referee is going to seriously impact the outcome. And I'm not kidding you last night, the momentum shift that happened after that Mm. call and then no call, like the momentum shift was massive, Mm. right? And so if if people feel like the game is impacted by the officiating, it's embarrassing. Like nobody A is going to want to waste their money on that. I mean, so so I put I put $200 on the game last night, right? On just the fact that there would be under, I think it was maybe five, five and a half goals, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the officiating most definitely impacts that when all of a sudden we're going back and forth trying to score goals because we're down three one mm-hmm. because all of a sudden two blown calls have changed the dynamic of the game. So my frustration isn't necessary. The Bruins sucked in the second period. They deserve what they got. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just that the officiate the officiating changed the outcome of the game. Okay. I understand and, that. I understand that view a lot more. I mm-hmm. definitely see your point too. Like the the officiating from an NHL's perspective, the officiating is going to cost this league a giant revenue stream because of exactly what you're saying. So the league needs to clean that up. And and to more of a selfish point as far as the Bruins go, you're right. It did swing the momentum. Mm-hmm. And it took the crowd out of it, which is part of part of the experience of the playoffs, especially in the garden. But <sighs> For me, it was just watching these plays happen and then immediately giving up power play goals. And two of them were just fucking stupid goals. Like <laughs> like goals that shouldn't happen, fluky bullshit. And and all of a sudden this game, not only they tied the game and then took the lead. And then mm-hmm. a two-goal lead. And it was just like we're we're playing against two different uniforms. One's got stripes. It was a frustrating it was just a frustrating game. And I think I'd take more, I think I take more um, clout with Thomas saying that because we've established on this pod many times, many times before that we're not the type to complain about officiating. It, it's only in really egregious cases. So when I hear Thomas saying that it's, it's got some weight. Well, cause normally, normally they balance out last night. It didn't feel like the calls were balancing out. Mm-hmm. Last night mm-hmm. it felt skewed, and to Andrew's point again, the when it's skewed, it changes the money lines. It changes it changes what's going to happen from a betting standpoint. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't have put money on last night's game. Like, yeah. just the the refereeing is terrifying. For the last like, it feels like two months now. Like mm-hmm. you don't know what you're going to get from an officiating group. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Tim Peel opened up Pandora's box. Yes. <laughs> That was the moment that everything changed. I mean, the league thought they were doing something with the Peel situation that was going to make people happier. From a from my point of view, right? Like, that was the worst decision you could have made because, A, we all knew it was happening. And, B, now you've given, like, in last night's game where you knowingly screw up three times, no. there's no way to balance that out if you don't want to get fired now is the message the yeah. league has delivered. So Tim Peel got fired for saying the quiet part loud. That's all he yes. did. <laughs> Yep. And they, and like, like Taverna just said, like it, you thought that that was going to be an example of from this point on, we're cleaning it up. All it did was expose it even more. Mm-hmm. That's all it yep. did. The hit, the hit to the head, the elbow that didn't get called. It's like, I, I'm pretty sure I tweeted it out. Like immediately th- your thought goes to that's a hit in the head that should immediately be called. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, Flat out, like that's that's, that's the shit the league's trying you to get rid of. That exactly, and for that reason, it doesn't matter if he got hurt or not. It didn't matter. Like, or even oh, I'm glad he came right back. But if you put a fucking elbow in somebody's head, you sit. Period. Yes, the league yes. needs to at least give you the impression that they're trying to take. Was care that of originally called a penalty, and then it got uh, rolled back? No, or? no. Okay, no sure. it, it it wasn't, and then they the four of them got together. And what they took—that's why out of I that thought was, it was called when they got together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
No, I, I think probably either Cassidy or, or Bergeron or somebody went up, you know, and, and started screaming about it. But my, my guess here is that they got together and they said, well, the content, the contact was incidental, right? And so shit happens, right? Mm-hmm. But you as a league are saying, well, we're going to take head contact, head contact out of this sport, no matter what. We're looking to protect our player safety. <laughs> and then you turn around and do that. Like, yeah. How much are you really looking to protect your players versus how much are you looking to find them through the CBA, right? Like, I'm not really sure what the other explanation would be. But again, I I don't think it's limited to last night's game. I think, you know, I was maybe a a bit aggressive about it on Twitter last night. Uh, To to Andrew's point, I am not the the one that uh, doesn't complain about the ref. Uh, I enjoy (laughs) complaining if you follow me on twitter it is nothing but uh complaints rarely and andrew taverna he's a great follow (laughs) (laughs) rarely will i give you actual uh takes other than sarcasm so i apologize for that uh (laughs) i am a sarcastic bastard and that is what i love about myself Twitter, Twitter personalities are, are is much like uh, wrestling personality logic. Take your personality and rev it up to a hundred. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, other other than the play, other than the officiating, is there anything else that jumped out at you in game two? Who who was a dog at the end of the game? It would be Lazan. I saw a lot of people trashing him after the game, which I don't think he deserves the blame. Uh, it was it was a mishap, and unfortunately, he's been on the ice for a good amount of them. If anything, I was almost relieved that somebody else was drawing ire from the fan base because I really was just waiting for people to shit on Tuca because it's the natural inclination <laughs> of this fucking fan base sometimes. And Tuca got left swimming. alone. <laughs> yeah. Like Tuca got left alone except for by our coach, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was, that was an odd post game availability. Like mm-hmm. I'm not that was sure a really what, weird conference. <laughs> I'm not sure what Tuca could have done differently, to be honest. I mean, maybe, maybe fine, close the gaps, right. Be a little tighter, mm-hmm. but to say he wasn't tracking the puck. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, and listen, I'm not a professional, so what the hell do I know? But like, he seemed to be tracking the puck just fine to me when he kept you in the, in the game there for a little bit. I mean, Mm-hmm. If they had put one more goal in, that game was over. I mean, as resilient as this team is, yeah, mm-hmm. that game with one more goal never would have gone to overtime. So I and, think that, and in the it, overtime when the Islanders set up camp, he, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. and deep they were still in it because yeah. of Tuka Rask. I mean, Barzell was literally hounding him, and he could not solve Tuka. Mm-hmm. That right there, that saves that saves the game right there. Yeah, it was it was an odd reaction after last night's game. And Lazan, like, I'm not, I'm obviously not his biggest fan. I'm sure you both know that. Mm-hmm. I don't think last night was the reason I wasn't his biggest fan. Maybe, maybe making a no look pass across the blue line, like that's something we teach in like little people hockey, like like in when you're <laughs> what six, seven, like yeah. That was the that was the problem that I had that I had with the play. It wasn't that it went off the that it went off the 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 coil skate. It was a coil. Yeah. I think it went off coil. Yep. It's not. It was not that it went off a coil skate and right into Zizekas' stick. It's the fact that there was an angle where you could see there was a path where all Lazan had to do was dump the puck down, dump yep. the puck down the left side, and let let the third line work, which they had been doing all game long. Mm-hmm. Instead, he makes a D to D pass to a D. That wasn't there. What the the best case scenario for that play is that there's a D to D pass to nobody and it's a turnover. 
So it was, it was, it was just a, it was a terrible decision that was, that had that compounded interest by going off a skate and onto Zizekas' stick. And then the rest was history. Yeah. It looked like a panic play. Mm-hmm. It definitely yeah. was. I'm just not sure that I understand like where his mind was. Right. I mean, I'm not kidding you. You're what? Six, seven, eight years old. When they tell you not to throw it across the blue line and hope the other deep air is there, like <laughs> get it in deep and go retrieve the puck. Yeah. Like yeah. that is, that is a fundamental of this sport. And he just kind of, yeah, and if you lose the 50-50 battle, get back. That's all right. you need to do. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fairly basic principle. So that's the only thing that drives me nuts. But people's reactions, like online last night, I mm. just think, I think they were mad already, right? Like I was yep. mad already at the end of that game. <laughs> that mm. to be the way for it to end was a little yeah. bit of a, a slap in the face. But as Marshawn put it best, shit happens, yeah. right? Move on. Um he went to bat for he went to bat for Lazan, which you know what that's a leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think if if Cassidy decides to sit him game three, I have no issue with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than the fact that you're putting Tenorti back into the lineup, and I'm not sure that I find that to be. It won't make me feel any better. That's for no. sure. <laughs> I tweeted out that I would rather drag my tongue across the Lowell connector while the traffic is coming towards me than see Tenorti in another playoff game. Yeah. Like put in V nine and just shelter him if you have to. <laughs> well, what are you going to do though? That he's going to play what 12, 13, 15 minutes, maybe. I mean, yeah. yeah, you're, you're putting too much burden on, on a decor. I think that's already to some extent struggling. Yep. Right. And, and that bottom pairing, we'll call them the bottom pairing. I don't know where they actually rank in terms of, Clips and Lausanne, I think, were the yeah. were the bottom two in town um, last night. I feel like you put them out there in moments where they shouldn't have been out there. And that's not unique to this game, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Cassidy, mm-hmm. a couple of times, has had some guys out there. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, how is this who you've decided to roll? I don't, maybe you think it's going to go to double OT and you need to preserve people's energy. But, like, you just had however many days off. And you have what three more now or two more? Yeah, yeah next in between. So, like, what are you doing? Like, just make McAvoy play forty-one minutes. I don't care. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, know. give give him the Darnell nurse treatment where he has five-minute shifts. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to to protect the to protect the game with four minutes left in overtime, he was going to go get another fifteen-minute break. If you if you brought it into double OT, I mean, I I don't know. The yeah. kid's young. Yeah. Mm. I don't see him making a no look pass across the blue line. No, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean his style. He would. He's more apt to just pull it back behind the D line and reset. Yeah, which is I'm also fine, fine with that. Totally fine with that. Get a change <laughs> yep. if you need to. Whatever the fuck you got to do. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean honestly, I don't really have too many complaints as far as it goes, like directly towards certain Bruins. Uh, some of the things that stood out to me last night was we went down. The right guy stepped up. The leadership core stepped up, tied that fucking game out. We're not out of games. Mm-hmm. And last night, even though it felt like we weren't the better team, we weren't out of that game. We brought it to overtime. It took a fluke play again, <laughs> like another fluke play. This one with an actual an actual goal to finish it off, but like another fluky, shitty play to take us. Now we're going back to Nassau, which we haven't had a lot of success playing in. Oh, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a madhouse, isn't yep. it? 
It's going to be 12,000 screaming people inside of a fucking tuna fish can is essentially what that is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it is it's going to be loud, it's going to be intense and the Islanders have a little bit of swag to them right now. My my biggest takeaway I think from honestly both games because they were guilty of it a little bit in the first was allowing the pissant chippy shit that the Islanders were trying to pull off let it get to them, but the Islanders were smart. Like even even last night I noticed they had the refs behind the Bruins in some of these situations. So they knew when to pull off and the Bruins didn't, didn't pull off and they took yep. the penalties instead of the Islanders. There were no, the, the matching penalties that we were calling for weren't going to get called because the Islanders were just smart about it. You're mm-hmm. pissing somebody off to draw a penalty and they, they baited them in the, in the, the Bruins bit. See Pelic sucker punch on Richie. Like yeah. what the what the fuck are you supposed to do in that situation? Yeah. I thought for sure Pellet was the only one that was going to go on that one. Yeah, and it goes that's, to Tavernas' point. That's the that's the stuff that needs to get cleaned up. Well, and it's it's not even like I'm fine if you don't want to call that, but call it consistently. You can't four minutes later of game time call yeah. it differently and then expect fans to a understand it or b like it. Yeah. Right. If like, you're gonna call a shitty game, call it the shitty game for both yes. sides. Let it be yeah. shitty for everyone. Yep. <laughs> yes, I'm fine with that. You can call a shitty game. Same. Perfectly fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. But call it consistently. That's that is your only job. Yeah. Show us the strike zone in the first period and don't fucking change it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. The end. You're not Angel Hernandez. Yeah. <laughs> 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 kind of felt kind of felt like he was out there last night. There was <laughs> there was a lot of questionable shit. You know what I thought was interesting too, like outside of outside of the game uh, mm. a few times during the game, especially during intermissions, I like to peek across enemy lines and kind of see what Islanders fans are saying. And the amount of Islanders fans that were complaining about the NBC bias in favor of the Bruins is unreal to me where it's just like, I, I, I think you this listening just, to? it just speaks to the, the larger point that the NBC coverage is just, mailing it in right now and it's yeah. not good coverage but no, i will say is it was never good coverage and they've lost it so i'm perfectly happy right now yeah. <laughs> i will say i will say i will say that the only good part about that broadcast last night was john forsland i think mm-hmm. he is a fantastic play-by-play guy I and seattle got a good one but other than that nbc can go fall in a ditch yeah well you which know, they are I, espn when they make the pierre hire it'll be it'll be real good. don't do not <laughs> don't put I'm that out not. into the world dude i'm speaking that into exist- existence right now because i hate myself so much that i have nothing else to say and a- andrew i've said this to thomas before on the on the on the podcast i'm going to say it to you right now control your own fucking emotions <laughs> do not put that onto the universe well, then, when you're paying for ESPN Plus so you can listen to Pierre's analysis, just let me know how you're feeling. <laughs> if you're Pierre as angry McGuire as me and Barry Melrose it, are in the same room, I'm going to off myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Andrew, I want to thank you for uh, popping on here. You are obviously, I, I know I said this to you privately, but you are more than welcome to hop on anytime you want. Uh, the, the Puck Lines podcast, whether whether it's on hiatus or whatever the situation is, if you need to get some things off your chest, you are more than welcome to hop on here. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. I will get that going again. Uh, It'll be a a matter of time, Um, but I I really do appreciate you guys having me on. I love talking hockey. 
Uh, I love giving Andrew a hard time on Twitter. It's actually mm-hmm. like a favorite pastime of pastime of mine. So it's a reason. Uh, to, it's a reason to log in. <laughs> <laughs> it it is. I, you know, sometimes <laughs> I think I even search his name. Let's see. When's the last? Well, before before we sign off here, let's see the last time I searched his name. I bet it's pretty recent. Oh God. Uh, let's see. Search. Let's see. Oh, look at this. I'll, I'll put it up for evidence. Uh, he is actually the last person I searched for. <laughs> um, so I do enjoy seeing his hockey takes, uh, mostly because, like I said, I'm sarcastic and like to argue. Mm. Um, and I'm glad he's I, a good sport about it because I have a lot of fun. I never use this. I never use this term, but I'm going to use it here. Rent free. <laughs> oh, I hate <laughs> Oh, man. I, I hate that. it too. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go scrub that from myself, but <laughs> Andrew, you are, you are, a, you are a joy and I love having you on and keep the banter coming, my friend. That's right. Everybody needs to follow Andrew. If they already don't, it's at mm-hmm. Andrew Taverna. He's excellent. Andrew Taverna. Follow. <laughs> yep. He's don't he's follow me. My, yeah. Don't. <laughs> if, if you do follow uh, our Andrew, Andrew Johnson, feel free to go ahead and smash that unfollow button or at least mute him for the playoffs. Totally fine. <laughs> yeah, there you but, go. <laughs> but yeah, Taverna, uh, amazing teammate with uh, BNG. I know Mark appreci- appreciates the hell out of you, as as do I. Uh, again, as more, do than, I. more than welcome anytime you want, brother. All right. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks again to Andrew Taverna. Follow him at Andrew Taverna on Twitter. He's a great follower. Next, let's go to the interview with Steve Forney, public address announcer for the Boston Bruins. This was recorded about 12 hours after game one while it was still fresh in his mind. Awesome interview. Enjoy this, guys. What's going on, dude? Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Absolutely. Hey, Steve. Nice What's to see you again. Up? Nice to see you, too. What's going on? Going well. Going great. Good, good. Yeah. You getting some family time in? I saw you post that you've been busy lately, so. <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, last night I got home about one. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you rewatch some of the games, so you go to bed yep. at like two. Yep. <laughs> you can't just like, I'm exhausted, but you can't just go to bed. You know? No, nah, you can't. You got to you gotta unwind somehow. Yeah, yeah for sure. And it's, it's not like you're up there drinking on that floor, so. <laughs> well, I, you know, I was thinking. Where like, are you? <laughs> well, no, but like, it's amazing to f- wake up the next morning and feel hungover when you didn't have yep. anything to drink the night before. Yeah, oh, man. Like, that, that's a real thing, you know. It's crazy. So speaking of beer, was it you who had to make the announcement of the two beer limit? No. <laughs> No. So, but that was, um, there was a lot of, of memorable stuff from last night, but poor Michaela, who's the girl up in the video that's pre-recorded. We ran that thing. Even when there were no fans in the building, we ran that video. Yeah. And as soon as she says, there's a two beer limit, the whole place just <laughs> booed like you read about. That was, that was remarkable. Oh man. Yeah. I that saw fun. that and I was like, damn, that's, that's a hard that's a hard ask to get somebody to say that on the PA. Yeah. The well, good thing it was pre-recorded. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Well, and it's oh, amazing man. all the things that uh well, you know, I had to do the uh two times I had to do the fans uh cuz TD TD still says you have to wear masks. Mm-hmm. And enforcing it on 70,000 17,000 people is not easy, but you know, I have to sit there and say fans, we ask that you keep your mask on. There's a two-strike policy and you could be escorted mm-hmm. out by security and I got booed. Yeah, very hard. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. It doesn't bother me. 
Nah, <laughs> you were playing the heel there. Yeah, but it's if, funny how it works. <laughs> if, if, if the television broadcast was anything to be uh, to be cleaned over, I don't think that was enforced very, very, uh, no. could be enforced very well. Yeah. No, I mean, even, even early when we only had, you know, we first started getting fans back, like we tried to avoid putting people who weren't wearing their masks properly on the jumbotron mm-hmm. it was still you know required and you're supposed to wear it over your nose and mm-hmm. you know you'd put somebody on and they'd take the mask off it's like oh yeah and we'd cut away because yep <laughs> trying to follow the rules yeah and at this point it's i mean it's really yeah i mean it's it's all optics it's yeah really the yeah, fans right. are going to do whatever they want but. yeah so last night watching the game it's obviously been feels like forever since we've seen a packed house i don't remember even last year or the, or the year before seeing that much energy. And mm. it obviously it started right off the bat with uh, AJ being the banner waiver, like, Oh man, absolute explosion. But like, how did it feel up there? Like they say that the building was rocking and everything, but like you were right there. You, you had the best view in the house. How was it? I mean, it, it did. It felt like it felt like, I think Pasternak said after the game, it felt like a bunch of 22 year olds skating for the first time ever. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of what it felt like. And, you know, for me, I've always been down at ice level in between the penalty boxes and what in a full house, you know, it's sort of dark enough to where you look up and it's not, you know, I look across the ice and it's just sort of like a sea of people. It's not like faces, you know, it's, it's a mm-hmm. weird look to it, but when you're up now, I'm up on the ninth floor looking down on all these people. And it is just, to see to see the sea of people like you said when they I mean when they said that AJ was the banner captain and they had sort of the big reveal they had the, you know the hell bells mm. um you know bell tolling and and uh, yeah I've never been anything a part of that I mean I know the the big ovation for Chara was a big one um there's been a couple of those big moments of crowd volume that but that was pure that the, that came from 18,000 hearts yeah, not yeah. just lungs yeah yeah I mean, again, I, I didn't, I'll be honest. I didn't know it was AJ. They don't tell me. So I'm just like, oh, let me, you know, it's usually like the mayor, you know, whoever it is. Mm. And I mean, I was, you know, even when I saw it, you know, your, your heart is just a well up. You're like, oh, this is absolutely perfect. And he's in the building and, um, and he looked so pumped to be there. And I mean, even the, you know, we did the, the other one was do do the eight spoke salute for military. I think it's second intermission or Mm -hmm. second period. Yeah. And, you know, we had this guy's, this uh, soldier zooming in from Germany and, you know, you put him up on the board and everybody goes nuts. And then he opens up his army shirt. He's got the Bruin shirt. He puts the (laughs) champion's hat on from 2011. The place just absolutely went nuts. And it's like, you're right. You get, sometimes you need a year and a half pandemic to understand how much you appreciate, you know, three years ago, how many people go to that game and they spend two periods on their phones? Yeah. Like, you know, I used to make fun of Red Sox games. Like you, you go to a Red Sox game. I don't watch the game. I watch all the people yeah, being drunk and on their phones and hitting on security guards and everything else that, that they do at those games. I'm wondering <laughs> now when people go to the Red Sox game, do they, are they focusing now? Because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you missed that, you know, yeah. um, I, know I was lucky to go to a concert uh, two or three weeks ago with fans. And, you know, I didn't, I did, didn't even take my phone out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I like to take videos and stuff. I'm like, no, I'm. You got to live in the moment, you know. So that's it, in, man. So. I I haven't been to a sporting event, and I honestly, actually, I don't remember the last one, but I believe it was a Red Sox game in 2019. Uh, tomorrow, weather provided, there's a, a minor league team. I live in Central Connecticut. There's a minor league team that's a collegiate baseball team called the New Britain Bees. Yeah, I've got an 18 month old daughter who's never been to a baseball game before, but she sees sports on TV. She points and 
she's excited and all that stuff. Yeah. If I can sneak in four innings and a hot dog and a beer with her tomorrow, it's I, it, it'll probably be best Memorial like a, Day ever. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> seriously like it's it'll be there'll probably be like emotional things yeah. happening. Uh, super excited about that. Just the just the prospect of doing it. But like you're saying, man, my phone's gonna the, the only way it's coming out is if I'm taking a picture of her with a hot dog in her hands. Like that's the only way. Yeah. Other than and, that, and I just want to be in the moment and just enjoy it. Yeah, and even like I don't see that energy going away. Like it's not like it's not like the seventeen thousand people that were there last night are also going on Monday. There'll be some carryover, obviously, but like mm. it's going to be a whole new group of people who mm. I'm finally back, yeah. and they're I assume going to have that same energy. And I think it's you know we're talking playoffs. Like this isn't like yeah. game forty of an eighty-two game season. Like we are opening up the doors right in the middle of crunch time. Like it's it is a perfect storm of energy and excitement and yep. atmosphere and everything. You really felt that on the first power play goal, like. I that's when it really hit me just, you know, sitting at home with a beer in my hand, watching the game. Um, it's just just hearing. It almost felt like pure catharsis. And it's it, like you said, it's going to be it's it's going to be that for the entire rest of the run, however long it may be. Mm. And yeah. like being up there. Can you describe, can you just, can, can, can you re, like in the, like it's, it's different in the, you know, the, we, we talk about the funny things about the two beer, the, the two beer limit and the emotional things about AJ being the banner captain, but during the run of play, you know, when a big hit come, when a big hit comes in or a big goal or a scoring chance, can you describe just, can you describe the energy in there? Yes. I mean, every, every time, every time the puck moves, there's a reaction from the crowd. I mean, I, there are times I like, I, I get to watch a lot less of the game than people think. Like, I'm not just sitting there like watching the game. I start to have <laughs> other things to do. And like, when we had fake sound, I couldn't like, they would score and nobody, you wouldn't have any idea. Whereas now, you know, they intercept a pass. At, they intercept <laughs> a pass in the neutral zone and everybody's like going nuts, yeah. you know, but it's, it's fitting. It's not overreaction, but boy, at the crowd last night, every, every, touch of the puck uh, got some sort of, you know, reaction that was in unison. Um, the, the fact that I couldn't hear you after goals <laughs> really yep. hammered it home. I, I could not make out a damn thing you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. When they took the ice uh, for the first period, you know, I see our Boston Bruins. I didn't even hear myself. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I'll tell you what, when, when I did the first read, this was this is the the I think the only rock star moment I've felt because when I did the very first read, which was just good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to TD Garden. I mean, <laughs> as soon as I started saying that, I felt like I felt like Carter Buford when he plays the first notes of Ants Marching and all the guys <laughs> on the lawn, you know, all the Kyles on the lawn, like yeah, yeah, love this song. <laughs> like it was like as soon as that good evening, ladies and gentlemen, the place just yeah. went nuts, and I'm like, this is. Yep. you know that's what it's all about. Man. Go, you feel that one go right down yeah. your whole body. It's there's eighteen thousand people in that arena that were waiting for you to say that to them for two years. Even the um, oh, wow. You know, even, the, I, even I got on on headset. You know, I'm listening to the guy who sort of organizes the music and you know videos and everything else. And um, we always show the pick the shot in the hallway of the guys mm -hmm. before they come out. And he, you know, he's going, watch what happens. Watch what happens right 
now bang and he hit and he puts the camera up and the place goes nuts yeah and he's, you could tell he was just like wait yep. it. it's gonna be great oh, and man. i mean i'll tell you like we love that just as much as everybody in the building does it's yeah. the greatest thing yeah um, i mean it was definitely noticeable like you were saying like every single time there's some sort of puck movement a, sh a shot that could be within four feet of the goaltender or whatever like there's all those oohs and ahs one thing that's been missing this playoffs and certainly last year with the bubble is that like authentic reaction to shit and it's it's it was so awesome to see and last night actually felt like playoff hockey for the first time in a long time so it's almost this is almost an entire new year now and like, yeah. it's great it's great to see the fans don't miss a beat like it, i don't know why i had this feeling like people are going to forget how what hockey is like but i mean everybody you know boy people were right back into it yelling shoot on the power play yeah. and you know <laughs> Not nice to miss that. The other teams. Yeah, it's oh, it's <laughs> actually. You know what? I, I'll 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 roll that back. I actually did miss that. <laughs> like well, like I had one ladies because again, nobody really is, has been up there all season. But I were people up there near us, and one woman was sort of that woman who every time they get close just goes yeah, like. <laughs> You know, people are like, man, is she going to shut up? And I'm like, see, nothing changes. You know, yeah. it's like a year and a half. We miss fans, miss fans. They come back one day. We're already mad at Yeah. Exactly. Somebody threw a beer at the mascot. Somebody, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, <laughs> here we are right back at it. So yeah, man. it's, it's, I'm, I'm excited to, to see where it goes from here. Obviously last night was helped by the fact that, and, and I think the first goal and that first big goal explosion was not just the fact that it's like, oh my God, we're back in the building. We just scored. We're getting those horns live, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact that it was pasta and pasta struggled a little bit recently. Last night, the dude, he's, where's the statue? Like the dude yeah. had an absolute explosion. He stepped right back into what we've been hoping for. And I think that really contributed to how elated the crowd was. Because last night, even though Islanders kept tying it back up, it didn't feel as close as, it probably should have. And I, I don't know if that energy was the same in the arena specifically when they tied the game, uh, tied the game up at the end of the first with like pasta getting that just before the end of the game. I think that had so much to do with the energy in the arena for the rest of the game, because the only time it felt a little bit flat was when we were down one, nothing. Mm -hmm. And then they, and then yeah. pasta ties it up and the arena's like, no, we're here. We're here. Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't with all due respect. I don't know if the Islanders could have done anything to win that game. I don't think the crowd and the team would have willed it to happen. I mean, that was, um, you know, I, I, if it even exists where the players feed off the crowd and they say that all the time, I don't know if it's true or not. They like to say it. If that does exist, it existed last night. And, mm. you know, I, there were guys that were pushing extra hard. There were guys who were not coming off the ice for a change. They were staying out there and, and doing things, you know, yep. again, we, sometimes we hate the extra pass, <laughs> but there were guys out there making the extra pass, trying to make the right play. I mean, to me, it, you know, one of the things I didn't see live, but then I go back and watch it, you know, that the, the third goal were um, Taylor Hall, who I think is at the end of a long shift. You know, as soon as pasta makes that move, he goes right to the front of the net, makes contact with one guy, moves this way and then in that tiny little space that he made pasta shoots it right in the corner yep. just, he made that beautiful even, beautiful pick play you know yep. even yep. that 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 i think it might have been his second goal um you know nick richie's right in front of the right in front of sorokin you know sorokin looks this way and mcavoy shoots it low that's i mean yep. they are they are are they've got it figured out right now on all cylinders mm -hmm. and it's you know um 
Once I they shook off the rust, yep. I think it's, yeah, I think it says a lot when your leaders, you know, we've said this for years about Chara and, and Bergeron, but it says so much when your leaders, Bergeron, Marchand, you know, McAvoy, are also the hardest working. They're also the most productive because yep. that's going to trickle down to literally everybody else. Yep. And, you, and you just you just touched on Taylor Hall. Imagine playing your first second round playoff game ever oh, man. and not having played in front of basically anybody for two years. That was, I, I can't imagine what was going through that dude's mind last night. And he's one of those guys, like you were just saying, like there were guys who were playing above the level that they effort-wise normally would or, yeah. or whatever. He was he was in on everything that I was seeing last night. He was buzzing all over the place. And it, Smith has never played in in front of a Boston crowd like that. Um, I actually, I'm, I, yeah, exactly. I was yeah. I was in Nashville for about eight years, and there's a lot of energy in that building always. And, I've heard, uh, yeah. And uh, so Smith has played in front of some loud crowds. He's never played in front of an original six loud crowd like that. Like mm-hmm. not with not with them behind him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. That was wild. And, you know, it's funny. Taylor Hall. The, my favorite part of the game last night. Taylor Hall was after he scores the empty netter, and I think mm-hmm. Pajot. Yeah. Comes over and I, Taylor Hall gave him the same look I gave him, which was like, yeah. "What are you gonna do, dude? Yeah. Score a goal. It's five two. Like." Yeah, you know, shoe fly. I was just going to say, you know, like after the pasta empty netter and Matt McCarthy touched on it on the radio on the sports on the way home, he said, this is like a party. And and it was from the minute that first hat hit the ice to, to the time I left the, the parking garage. That place was that was the best party that Boston has had in a year and a half. That mm-hmm. was awesome and that yeah. that was the energy you know even the guy the dj who's been playing basically whatever he wants for the last three months was like mm-hmm. all right i gotta come up with all the sing-along songs you know <laughs> the stuff people want to hear this you know and he, he he you know he took shout and condensed you, you know you, you know you make me want to shout at two and a half minutes and it was mm-hmm. like it was like a wedding yeah. you know the whole place half the place going hey hey, and the other <laughs> going, hey it was like it was. It was a party. It was yeah. freaking awesome. And mm-hmm. I can only uh, I can only imagine if again if the score is similar, we're gonna have a lot more of that uh, uh, tomorrow night. Yeah. Tomorrow night I get to do it again. Holy Christ! Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. If you have any influence at all on the DJ, tell him that it is not unnoticed when he plays the Ultimate Warrior theme song and he he throws out Razor Ramon. I think he did the other day. Yep. Like yep. the 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 children in us. Are explode every single time we get some old nineties yeah. wrestling crap. I, I I loved I loved when he played uh, the Razor Ramon, the bad guy, after yeah. a potential five minute major penalty. <laughs> that was so just so good. He's um he's remarkable, and he's been doing TJ Connolly. He did the the Red Sox forever, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, you know, Tom Wilson, you know, Tom Wilson smashes a guy in the back, and he's immediately got bye 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 instinct <laughs> up and ready to go. Like he's you know, um, and I mean, and, uh, it's, stuff, it's stuff I'm, you know, I'll get on the headset and be like, great, this is yep. perfect, you know, <laughs> and he, you know, he appreciates the fact because, yeah, he puts a lot of time and effort into those things. Yeah, and the yeah. effort comes through. I mean, like your your voice coming through that PA, the music selections, especially at key moments like that, like that attributes so much to what we see out of the crowd. And the crowd is so important in the playoffs. Like, yeah. well, like you, you said, I don't think the Islanders had any chance last night because of the crowd mm-hmm. and and. I appreciate your your part in that. So. Well, th- well, thank you. I appreciate it. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, I don't know what the situation is with the Islanders. Like when they get to the island, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to have a full house. They are. They also- are. They're going to have. I believe it's seventy five percent capacity, okay. which is going to be about twelve thousand people. And yeah, okay. game six. 
Yeah. Game six against Pittsburgh, they had about nine, and nine sounded like ninety. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean that that arena is a tin can. So, yeah, you're screaming like you've you've been in, in more minor ways league than arenas. several. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you've 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 been a PA guy for uh, Springfield, so you know you know small arenas too. Like, yeah, they the sound fills up quick, so it's yeah. not going to be there, there'll be some advantage for the Islanders, and that's why I still think this is going to go for at least six games in this series. But man, mm-hmm. after watching last night, it doesn't feel like it's going six, especially how you were saying, like how uh, Pedro went up to Hall after the empty netter at the end of the game. Like there was, there was some weird whiny chippiness at the end of the game that I didn't expect to see, but Boston I was, I've seen Boston that was from, in their heads, man. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think I've seen that from the Islanders. I haven't seen that from the Islanders in for years. Yeah. It was, there are, I don't know if this is going to have any carryover, but for one game, they were way off kilter. Yep. Uh, well, you know, I got to be honest. Like, I don't, um, and, and this might be a part of it because I have been in the minors for a while, you know, and, and the Bridgeport Sound Tigers for years have always gotten credit for being so hard to play against. And mm-hmm. they are, they're, they're very hard to play against. And that's obviously organizationally. And I think the Islanders are the same way, but, um, I just, I don't know. I mean, I look at the back end and they have, you know, Pelican and Pulak, like, great. Those are really nice defensemen. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to stop the Bergeron line for seven games. Like they no. just, they're not, mm-hmm. they can't do that. And, you know, Andy Green, nice defenseman. Nick Letty, nice defenseman. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I take our group and, you know, yeah. do you want Jordan Eberle or do you want Taylor Hall? You know, do you yeah. want, you know, so you know, I, I just, I, I don't think, I don't really think it's a fair fight to be honest yeah. with you. And, um, you know, again, I get worried about the goalies when you got these young goalies, you know, unless your name's Jordan Bennington and everybody talks about Bennington coming out of nowhere, Bennington put in a lot of time and effort in the minors. Yeah. Um, you mm-hmm. know, he battled, he did his thing. You know, I don't know what Sorokin's deal is. You know, I can tell you that Vitek Vanacek and, and Samsonov never blew me away at the, the minor league level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if the back Sorokin, Sorokin yeah, does have, does have um, professional experience and has won a, has won a cup in the KHL. So he's not yeah. without, he's not without his experience, but last night, if we want to talk about, get a little bit into the hockey talk. Yeah. He was like a trampoline, mm-hmm. just so many. Juicy yeah. rebounds in the slot. He's got to. He's got to improve his rebound yeah. control if he's going to have any shot whatsoever. Yeah, you take away his rebounds. That's that's a two-two game. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, that Pasternak one was yeah easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah I loved. I loved his hesitation too because he he got the puck. Sorokin actually made an excellent slide over to cover Agreed. that net so quickly. Pasta noticed it. Didn't just fire it into his chest. Looked at what he got put it right where it needed to be there like it. that's that right there when he scored that goal i was like pasta's back mm-hmm. like all the monkeys off his back we're seeing playoff pasta now we're seeing real pasta mm-hmm. and yeah. that real that handmade made me more pasta. excited <laughs> yeah exactly like you know, that made and, me more excited than anything else last yeah. night like just seeing that and you know i i do think which is fine we could tend to be a negative fan base in general that's fine but i i feel like for years it's been like well you know we have these five guys that are injured or we have this line that's been really hot and cold. We don't know what we're going to get. And, mm-hmm. you know, are we going to have to shuffle the D pairing? You know, what's the goalie? Like we are, it's always all a zillion questions. And for some reason, it just feels right now, 
you know, the top line is working. Krejci and Hall are playing well together. The third line does what they need to do. The fourth line doesn't make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, Charlie McAvoy is the best defenseman on you know, on the ice every single game. Tuka yep. Rask is playing X. Ex- like, yeah, I don't know where the where I'm supposed to, you know, think to myself that this team is, you know, yeah. There's not a lot to complain about. Isn't exactly where it wants to be right now, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. Which is a rare feeling. Like you said, this fan base can be negative. We can be negative. Mm -hmm. We are, at least me, I'm probably the more pessimistic of the two. I don't think there's there's even a question of that, but I don't have anything to complain about right now, man. I don't think Andrew could complain about Connor Clifton, his boy. No, no, I haven't been. I have not been able. No, I have not been able to complain about Connor Clifton. He has been absolutely excellent. He's Mm -hmm. been absolutely excellent. Mm -hmm. But the only thing that I've had to complain about is seeing all the Bruins in four predictions, which is making which made me very nervous. Especially when we see up north, we see the Maple Leafs and the Canadians (laughs) in a a series that has gone seven that had no business going more than four. So that's a thing that got me. That's getting me nervous. But you're right. Um, it was it was at least for one game completely outclassed. Yep. Yeah. So I also don't want I, I don't want uh, the team to sort of feel like uh, I mean, again, that was a celebration. Mm-hmm. That was a party that felt like it was game seven of the, the cup finals, but it wasn't. And yep. so, mm-hmm. you know, you got to turn this into another victory here coming up. We, you know, do it again. Right. Right. You got to come right, come right back and do it all over again. Yeah. You got to keep, you got to keep on the gas right now. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. I I don't think there's any, any question that by the end of that game, Islanders were shook. And Mm -hmm. this, this podcast, we've talked so many times about Barry Trotz. We're both big Barry Trotz fans. He's going to, he's going to figure things out that he's, this is going to be a series. We're not going to have three, two to three goal deficits every night. Like it's just not going to happen. So, yeah, I just I wonder if he's going to run out of bodies. I mean, I don't know how you match up against those top two lines. Leo Komarov was on, on the top the, line last based night. Based on the bodies. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, you know, and he's he does what he does. He's, you know, he just goes out there and kind of hurts people sometimes and gets chippy assists <laughs> and stuff. But yep. but I mean, you know, I mean, you have Pelik Pulak and then what Letty and um, Mayfield. Right, right. Scott Mayfield. So like, yep. You know, if you're going those four against the Bruins top six, I don't think it matters how you arrange them. I don't yep. mm-hmm. or what kind of system. I mean, again, I don't I'm not a, I've never actually played hockey, so I don't know what the systems are, but mm-hmm. like I can't imagine, you know, you're just taking the same people, you're just rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, yep. I guess, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's a perfect analogy for that situation right there. Absolutely. <laughs> so. so one last question I have for sure. you. What's your least favorite part? of being the PA announcer for the Bruins. If you had, if, if there isn't even is something that you dislike about it, like what's the one thing that you dread doing? Does the drive count? Yeah. The drive home <laughs> yeah, count. Sure. I think, I, I think mean, that's fair. trying to get out of the parking garage. Yeah. I mean, I live, you know, I live in Aguam. So I'm on the whole other, other end of the States, it's about an hour and a half. And they like to do road construction on the bike at night. <laughs> not helpful. That's um, fair. You know, and like, yeah, last night I got home about one o'clock. So, but I mean, I drive, I drive however long I had to for this gig. You kidding me? I mean, certainly not a, not a complainer in that regard. And no, you are, you um, are the PA, you are the voice of the arena for one of the premier franchises in sports period. That's mm -hmm. a dream job, man. Yeah, it, it it honestly is. I mean, I, um, I tell people all the time, I just, I feel so blessed. And, um, I mean, I, is there anything I don't like? I mean, no, 
There's really nothing I don't like. The whole thing is freaking awesome. I shared we'll an just elevator. say the drive and call it a day. Yeah, yeah I mean, I shared <laughs> an elevator last night with John Forsland, who you know did his uh, started his career in Springfield, and yep. we he got um he bought his first pair of eyeglasses from my dad's eyeglass shop. Oh no way! In nineteen eighty nine, which we were talking about last night, like uh, no, I have no complaints at That's all. That's amazing. We've complained awesome. a lot about the NBC broadcast. John Forsland is a fucking ace i yeah, love hearing that guy love hearing that guy call a game yeah i i think he's um yeah. i think he's great and even you know i mean people like to give pierre a hard time and and that's fine um or it's like kind of keeps pierre in check actually. yeah well <laughs> well you know last night i think pierre was especially at the beginning of the game i think he did a good job of describing the moment mm-hmm. i mean you could hear it in his voice like i think he was getting emotional during the anthem he was like holy smoke because he they probably haven't seen a real crowd either and he's yeah. right He's writing that tiny little glass cell they give him down yeah. there. <laughs> and um, I mean, he I thought he did a great job of 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 you know doing the feels and stuff too. So absolutely. People yeah, love to complain about the broadcaster. So you know, it's, yeah. it's not easy. A couple more months we won't have to deal with NBC anymore. And we're gonna turn a new leaf for for television production and all that. So we got something to look forward to there. But man, I'm I'm in full-blown playoff mode and thank you so much for joining us man it was a pleasure yeah. having you on this yeah my Thanks pleasure again, steve yeah and feel free to reach out you know hopefully this doesn't end anytime soon so you know right i'm around Just run this back steve <laughs> i actually have i actually do have one more sure. quick question for yeah. you um and it's music related <laughs> did you have anything to do with the dude with the fluff head sign in the front i did not <laughs> but all of a sudden i got i got all of this Dude, what are you? What are you sitting on the glass? Is that your fluff head sign? I probably had like fifteen people text me a p- the picture of the guy with the fluff head sign, and I'm like, no, it wasn't me. And then I said, TJ, can you play fluff head by Fish? And he said, absolutely, I will not do that. <laughs> no chance at all whatsoever. So that's amazing. That is a terrible PA song. Of course, he that's said no. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible to play. Yeah. So, um, so it's like he's playing first tube or something. You know, something yeah. a little bounce, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, but no, that was great. And then of course I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at like the pictures now and I'm trying to be like, where is this guy sitting? And then I looked down and he was like, right. He's on the glass. But he was right underneath me. You know, he's, yeah, he's a hairy looking Wookiee with his hair down to here. And yeah. Yeah. Probably selling veggie quesadillas in the yeah. North station garage. And, yeah. He fit and with a little bit of kind in him. <laughs> yeah. Right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Dude. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. And anytime, feel free to reach out. Thanks, Steve. Much love, Go man. Beast. See you guys. Go Beast. That was fun as fuck. Oh, that was great. He's a fun dude. He's he's a, he's, a he's he's fantastic. He's fantastic. I yeah. loved getting to meet him for when I when when I appeared on Title Town. Mm-hmm. He's he's just he's a lot of fun. He can talk to you about anything. He's just such a down to earth dude. Yeah. Hi, homie. I'll talk to you later. Later, dude.